0: Welcome to Immigration Nerds. Co-founder of Bystream, Makoto Takeda, joins the podcast. Bystream orchestrates business partnerships with companies, investors, and universities based in Japan and Germany. He explains the mission behind his company and the mutual benefit created between these two global markets. I'm Ian Gaines. Come join us beyond borders. Welcome to Immigration Nerds. Today, we have Makoto Takeda who is the co-founder and managing director of Bystream here all the way from Berlin, Germany. How you doing?
1: Hi Ian. Great to speak to you and great to be here.
0: Yes. Yes. So we were talking a little bit uh, off air about how your company is basically a direct case study of a previous episode that we have with Danny Bahar where he does research on the economic value of migration. So if all what I'm telling you is true, that learning how to become more productive, the process of learning, the process of accumulating know how really requires human interaction, then Mm -hmm. we must see something about this when we look at the most extreme example of labor mobility, which is migration. Mm -hmm. Right? When people move from country to country, do we see that country that is receiving the migrants or the country that is sending the migrants benefit in terms of know how and productivity? What you do at Bstream is very similar to that as a real-life example of that type of research. So we were great to get you on to make it more uh, practical and uh, tactile. Mm-hmm. So first, uh, tell us a little bit about BiStream and, and what you do there.
1: BiStream is a company that helps Japanese companies, who are our main clients uh, right now, uh, send their young talents over to Europe. We place them in startup companies, most of the times in Berlin right now, because we have the largest network here, hmm. but also in other, other uh, cities such as London or Warsaw. What these people learn over a training period of two to three months uh, normally is to work in a completely different environment than in their corporate uh, companies they're from. Hmm. Also to communicate in English, right? Because um, the startup language in most of the uh, European startups, also in Berlin, is English. Teams of the startups are very international. Mm. You meet startups that have you know, employees, team staff from 35 countries. That's mm. not surprising at all here. And this is an environment that you cannot find in Japan or very seldom. Oh mm-hmm. no, I don't think you can find it. I don't think you can find a company in Japan that has staff from 35 countries.
0: <laughs> wow, wow, right. And what type of companies do you work with directly? In, in what industries?
1: Okay, so um, our client companies are very often tech companies. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be software, it can be hardware. We don't um, narrow ourselves down to a vertical.
0: Okay, that's that's very interesting. So. How did you guys even come up with uh, this idea to basically create a, a pipeline between Japan and, and Germany? It seems like it was a more unlikely pairing or, or duo. So how did you come mm-hmm. up with that?
1: All right. So um, I had been based in Berlin already at that time. It was uh, in the year 2013 when a uh, tech company from Japan contacted me and said, well, there's Seems to be an um, interesting thing going on in Berlin. And lots of startups are coming out. So, is there anything that we can do together? Mm. And I said, sure, let me think. An idea together with the um, senior engineer of that company, have them send their best talents to Berlin. And we place them in interesting startup companies for three months and see what happens. And mm. that's what we did. The CTO of the uh, sub company in Berlin said three months is too short. It won't make sense for them. Um, he demanded that at least this engineer would stay for six months. And the CTO of the Japanese corporate company said, okay, <laughs> they do that. So they sent a, a back-end engineer for six months to Berlin while paying the salary all the time, right? Mm. Um, this was of course a great offer for the startup company, I guess, to, to have a senior developer, a full stack software de- uh, developer for six months for free. Nice. And actually he ended up staying there for 10 months.
0: Nice, nice. With that experience over that period of 10 months, what do you think the, the benefit that both parties really got out of each other?
1: Okay, um, so for the startup company, I think the biggest benefit was simply uh, development power, yeah, uh, additional capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always point out in in, in, the, in the podcast. I listen to some of them that um, you know, cultural diversity brings value, right, to mm-hmm. a company culture, but also to the entire economy. Mm-hmm. And in, in that sense, the startup has certainly uh, profited um, because of yeah diversity that this uh, Japanese engineer brought in in the cultural sense and also development power. What the um, corporate company from Japan has gained was a, a shy uh, developer turning into an entrepreneurially-minded, courageous backend developer mm. who was then able to become a team leader of a very large, important project.
0: Wow. That's nice. Yeah. Getting that career experience, that business experience. So different countries do business in uh, different types of ways and they have different customs different expectations mm. the way that one would approach a deal or a contract or negotiations uh, is, is different right uh, between cultures mm. so in your experience after you know doing this for so many years is there a, a German way of, of doing business is there like a common approach an attitude uh, versus the Japanese way
1: all right. In, in terms of business culture, there are certain, um, characteristics that are yeah very typically, uh, German mm. or, or, or Japanese. I think, um, for that, you can also say, uh, for, for American business culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like now, to hear
0: that too. I, I like, <laughs> I like, you know, yeah. a, a, a foreign good <laughs> Oh no, I, I,
1: I, I think we have very positive <laughs> images about American business culture, especially here in Berlin. Right. <laughs> um, now, um, before going into that, um, I want to say that the business culture in Berlin is very international. I mean, mm. of, of course, Berlin is still Germany, right? Although mm-hmm. some folks in Germany say uh, Berlin is not Germany, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because the startup companies here are so international. I right. won't say it's very that, metropolitan. Um, they, yeah. Yes, yes, it's a, yes, mm-hmm. yes.
0: It. Um,
1: a co-founder might be German, or there might be some people in the in the team who are German. And I do think that German business culture does play a role to a certain extent. And mm. one thing I find very German is that people are very cautious in, 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 in making promises. I mean, they won't tell mm. you they can do something if they know they can't. Mm. So, you in know, in, in a way, German business culture, I think, is very honest and very straightforward. Mm. Um, when they say they can do it, they really can. And they do it. They deliver. <laughs> so mm. you can pretty much right. trust what they say. The combination of uh, Berlin startups with connection to the U.S. works well. Berlin startups also need that positive attitude that, that you have in the States. Right. And, and that's spilling <laughs> over.
0: <laughs> right. And it's helping us. <laughs> that's, nice. that's good. That's good. How does that reflect with the, the Japanese way as you've seen it?
1: Okay. I think the Japanese business culture in general, I, I, I really say in general, um, mm-hmm. is, is, is quite... Different from from American business culture, Um, they don't sell dreams. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, They are very similar to to the German uh, business culture in the sense that Mm -hmm. they also don't promise things that they can't deliver. They're very cautious Mm -hmm. also. But um, one thing I find very Japanese is that relationship building uh, and trust building is extremely important in Japan, and it also takes a long time. And that is why mm. Japanese companies are sometimes perceived as slow, I guess, also in the United States. If Japanese corporations want to uh, invest, let's say, in a startup in a Silicon Valley or in Chicago or in New York, mm. um, when they know, OK, it's a Japanese company, then they know, OK, it might uh, take six months or even one year <laughs> after the mm. initial
0: conversations. Right. That, that makes sense. So they put a high value in building real relationships, you know, yes, um, yes. whoever they do business with, they want to make sure that they can trust that partner and that takes time to, to build that rapport. Right? Exactly.
1: Yes. And that right, is why right. um, for Japanese businesses, it is very important to have face to face meetings. They very often fly over. Right. Um sometimes uh-huh. you might wonder, okay, a telecom would, would be enough or a video conference would be enough. But traditionally I would say Japanese people still value face-to-face meetings very highly and, and request that also from their counterparts.
0: That's that's great. Well so about that, I'm interested to hear, are there any other countries that you're thinking of creating that pipeline with that you feel might mesh well also with Germany?
1: Okay. Um, currently, we are focusing on uh, on Japanese companies, right? Because that's where mm-hmm. our client basis is. Um, right. But I'm also thinking about um, other Asian countries, especially Korea or Singapore, mm. maybe right. also China in the future. See, these cultures, again, in, in a very general sense, are um, right. very much influenced by Confucianist traditions, right? And what that means mm. is that hierarchy plays a big role mm. you know you respect elder people i mean respect to, right. to older people is in general something that that i like um but it can also become an obstacle if you know that that hierarchy becomes too rigid and if you cannot mm-hmm. criticize you know a uh, decision of the management just because the management is older than you right
0: right so or a uh, younger person has a better idea you exactly. know exactly uh, they want to go with that idea because they're younger
1: Exactly, mm. yes. And I think what we are yeah. observing, perhaps globally, if I may put it like this, um, is, is mm. really the empowerment of younger people also in the area of economy, right? Mm. It perhaps started with the music scene, with rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, and then and, and, and a
0: little bit of hip hop too. Oh you know? yes, yeah, yes, it's continuing, there. right? <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah and what I that's really that's just like... my genre of choice. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so so you know that SoundCloud is coming uh, comes from Berlin.
0: <laughs> uh, oh well, there you go. Well, hey, a, a lot of people blew up, a lot of artists, especially in hip hop, blew up off of SoundCloud. So as much thanks, Sweden.
1: Yeah, these were guys from <laughs> Sweden, right? They uh, came to Berlin and started up this company.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: So um, I think the startup culture is essentially also an empowerment movement for uh, younger people to, um, you know, take their economical destiny in their own hands, right? Um, because mm-hmm. when I was young, I, I, that the word entrepreneurship didn't even exist in my vocabulary. All I could think of was, mm-hmm. okay, do I become, uh, you know, do I stay in the university and become a researcher or do I work for a company? So that, right. you know, that idea that, that I could, myself built a business even if it's a small one that didn't come up um you know in, in my mind at that time that has really changed right and, and and i think that is that is really great
0: well makoto i really do appreciate you taking out the time to sit down with me i think by stream it's a a great company, and just the the idea of you know creating these business pipelines between different cultures and having both countries benefit from it. I, I think we need more of that uh, collaboration uh, because our world is our business world is uh, definitely global, mm. and so we have to prepare for that. The more that we learn about each other, I think the the better it will be for all of us. I thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Ian. For more content and immigration updates, please visit our website at eiglaw.com. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at EIG underscore law and our Instagram underscore EIG law to join in the conversation. Thanks for listening. See you next time.